Hello there, this is John Fowler speaking and thank you so much for joining me on today's broadcast of Sea Tribe Global Community and this is about you and your God experience. As many of you that are looking forward to um, touching the aim of the garment of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I pray that that should be your experience as you listen to the words that come out of this vessel of God. And I'm grateful for this moment. I'm grateful for the privilege of you because he said to me that even if it's one person that listens to this, so I'm called to that one person. So as many as I, that listen to this, I hope that the message can be personalized for you to be able to know God for yourself, for you to be able to be more, for you to enjoy your life because spirituality is not a means for you to truncate your happiness or probably to contain um, to contain celebrative moods you know spirituality is actually an enabler that allows every one of us to be at our best at every given time everywhere that we are in we are carrying God's light so if you've noticed from all the teachings that we've had throughout this month from the book of I think it was Jesus that said that um, at the end of time that the Lord will come, he would have, would have waited for the weed and the seed to become plants or trees, then he would harvest and remove the weeds. So we live in a world whereby you don't get to choose how exactly you express God's best. Your job is to be able to move through different scenarios of life or scenarios of life and ensure that you carry God with you. You know, and for many people, they stumble on greatness. They happen to just, you know, try, they were trying things and they stumble on greatness. For some people, they will tell you that walking with God is a sure bet for you to actualize what is called greatness for you. And for some people, they would say that beyond just trusting God, they were also able to unleash the Latin greatness in their heads and vessels. So which is still within the contest. So when the Bible says your talent, your gift will make room for you, that's what it was saying. Every one of us has latent um, gifts in our vessels that needs to be shared with the world, and that would, in return, make room for you and I in different industry space. So we're back to our conversation around. You know, for this month we're talking about all things government, and um, I hope you noticed that we are talking about governance, governance in the sense that it could be business governance, it could be um, public governance. So whichever one, one that you're playing, I hope that you can find a word or two for yourself and you become better at your level a day at a time. So come with me to the book of Genesis. Come to the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis chapter 41. So we've touched the book of 13, Genesis 39 and 40 in the previous uh, teachings. This time around, 
this is for you actually so i read in jesus name after two full years pharaoh dreamed that he should he stood by the river nile and behold there came upon came up out of the river now seven well-favored cows sleek and handsome and fat and they grazed in the reed grass in a marshy pasture and behold seven other cows came up after them out of the river now ill-favored and gaunt and ugly and stood by the fat cows on the bank of the river and the ill-favored gaunt and the ugly cows heads up seven well-favored and fat cows. Then Pharaoh awoke, but he slept and dreamed and dreamed the second time, rather. And behold, seven years of grains came out on one stalk, plump and good. And behold, after then seven years of grain sprouted, thin, blighted by the east wind. And the seventeen years of grain devoured the seven plum and four years. And if Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. When the morning came, his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for the magicians and all the wise people of Egypt. And Pharaoh told them his dreams, but not one could interpret them to him. Then the chief butler said to Pharaoh, I remember my fault today. When Pharaoh was angry with me, with his servants, and put me in custody in the captain of God's house, both me and the chief baker, we dreamed a dream in the same night. He and I, we dreamed each of us according to the significance of the interpretation of his dream. And there was there with us a young man, a Hebrew servant to the captain of God, of the God, and chief executioner and we told him our dreams he interpreted them to us to each man according to the significance of his dream and as he interpreted to us so it came to pass i was restored to my office as a, as chief butler and the baker was hanged then pharaoh sent and called joseph and they brought him hastily out of a dungeon but joseph first shaved himself changed his clothing, his clothes rather, and made himself presentable. Then he came into Pharaoh's presence. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have dreamed a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said of you that you can understand the dream and interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is not in me. God, not I, will give Pharaoh a favorable answer of peace and Pharaoh said to Joseph in my dream behold I stood on the bank of the river Nile and behold there came up out of the river Nile seven fat sleek and handsome cows and they grazed in the reed grass of a marshy pasture and behold seven other cows came up after them undernourished gowns and ugly, just skin and bones, such emaciated animals as I have never seen in all of Egypt. And they lean and evil cows, heads of the seven cows that had come first. And when they had eaten them up, it could not be defeated, or it could not be detected rather, and known 
that they had eaten them, for they were still as thin and emaciated as, as, as at the beginning. Then I awoke, but again I fell asleep and dreamed. I saw in my dream, behold, seven ears of grain, growing in one stalk, plum and good, and behold, seven others ears withered, thin and blighted, by the east wind, sprouted after them. them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears. Now I told this to the magicians, but there was no one who could tell me what it meant. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the two dreams are, not, are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good years of grain are seven years. The two dreams are one in their meaning. And the seventeen and eight fevered cows that came up after them are seven years. Also seven empty ears of grain, blighted and shriveled by the east wind. They are seven years of hunger and famine. This is the message, just as I have told Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Take note, seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt are coming. Then there will come seven years of hunger and famine. And there will be so much warmth that all the great abundance of the previous years will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. And hunger, destitution, starvation will exhaust and consume the land. And the plenty will become quite unknown in the land because of the following famine, for it will be very woefully severe. And the dream was sent twice to Pharaoh in two forms indicates that this thing which God will very soon bring to pass is fully prepared and established by God. So now let God, let Pharaoh seek out and provide a man discreet, understanding, proficient and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt as governor. Let Pharaoh do this, then let him select and appoint officers over the land and take one-fifth of the produce of the whole land of the Egypt in the seven plenteous years by year by year and let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and lay up grain under the direction and authority of Pharaoh and let them retain food in fortified granaries in the cities and that food shall be put in store for the country against the seven years of hunger and famine and they come up upon the land of Egypt, so that the land may not be ruined, cut off by the famine, and the plant seemed good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find this man's equal, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? And Pharaoh said to Joseph, For as much as your God has shown you all this, there is nobody as intelligent and discreet and understanding and wise as you are. You shall have charge over my house and over my people shall be governed according to your word with reverence, submission, and obedience. Only in matters of the throne will I be greater than you are. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took over his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and arrayed him in official vestments of fine linen and put on gold chain around his neck. He made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and officials cried before him, bowed the knee, and he said, he set him over the land 
of Egypt. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without you shall no man lift his hand or foot in the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Safinat Penia, and he gave him Asnath, daughter of Fortifera, priest of Hun, to be his wife. And Joseph made an inspection tour of all the land of Egypt. Joseph, who had been in the Egypt 13 years, for 13 years, was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went about his duties through all the land of Egypt. In the seven abundant years, And he gathered up all the surplus food of the seven good years in the land of Egypt and stored up the food in the cities. He stored away in each city the food from the fields around it. And Joseph gathered rain as the sand of the sea, very much until he stopped counting, for it could not be measured. Now to Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, whom Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, the priest of Hun, bore to him. And Joseph called the first son Menesi making to forget for god said he has made me forget all the toil and hardship and all my for and all my father's house and the second he called ephraim to be fruitful for he said god has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction when the seven years of plenty was ended in the land of Egypt, seven years of scarcity and famine began began to come as joseph had said they would the famine was in all surrounding the lands and in all of egypt they were food but when all the land of Egypt were weakened with hunger, the Pharaoh, the people there cried to Pharaoh for food, and the Pharaoh and Pharaoh said to them, "All go to go to Joseph. What he says to you, do." When the famine was over, over all the land, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians, for the famine grew extremely distressed in the land of Egypt, and all the countries came to Egypt to. Joseph to buy grain because the famine was severe all over the world. The word of the Lord. You know, from the story we just read, you realize that what is amazing about this is that and for a long for a long time ago when I did a personal study on this subject, I realized something very powerful. I know many people think that we're having a Bible study session. We are very careful about discipleship here. We've come to realize that we are not discipling after doctrines, we are discipling after the word of God. So that's why we pay emphasis on this course of what the word says. And, and let it have the final say over your life. Is that the word is true? And God is true. And let all men be a liar. So basically, you would realize that something was very peculiar here. This about interpreted the dream. He has he had interpreted the dream. For, for for Pharaoh's servant before, and the dude got back to his place of relevance and forgot about him completely. So, to jig his memory, God created a problem that will remem- that will remind him of somebody that once helped him. You know, human beings are forgetful; they forget how good you've been to them. You know. I've seen people that you have been good to them all your life and once you make a mistake or probably you weren't good to them once, they consider you enemy. That's what it is. So, he had, 
he, before his eyes, he saw that the second servant was killed and he was restored back to relevance. Despite that, he didn't still place premium on remembering Joseph and God had to create a problem in the palace by revealing something disturbing. And this is very, very crucial because we're in a time and season whereby you need to understand that pharaohs are like kings, right? But in the New Testament, we are kings and priests. If you believe in Jesus, believe in God, you function in those two offices. So, a king dream dreams, right? A priest can decode dreams into strategy. So what you saw here was that in the Old Testament, the king who was Pharaoh dreamt a dream and they needed an interpreter. So the vessel of God that became a priest, uh, so the vessel of God that was used now was a king and a priest. That was why when Pharaoh himself lifted Joseph to second in authority in the land and gave him the title of, a, of governor general, right? It got to a point whereby what that simply meant was Joseph became a king and a priest over Pharaoh. You know, one of the people that decipher the power of God most are people who are unbelievers. You know, believers become too familiar with the power of God and presence of God. They over, 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 you know, you see over familiarity. You see, you notice that they said the power of the gods, right, is in this person. That means that you realize that this is not human, human being capacity this is god empowering an human being to function at, at his best and every one of us lost that at garden of eden we are every one of us are uniquely blessed in dimensions that eyes have never seen years have never heard and no mind has ever thought possible that was an, another discourse for another day anyways but what's peculiar about this conversation is that he had two dreams that meant <coughs> the same thing and in those two dreams i don't know if you saw what i saw one was about livestock one that was one was about grains now, God was trying to just say that they need to store more of grains and livestock so they have plenty to eat. That means that you need you need, you needed grains, grains included everything that you used to eat, and you needed meat or livestock to spice up what you eat, right? So they needed to save a lot of them for the future that you have abundance. And this brings me to the point: for everyone listening to me, there will be seasons of abundance. There will be season of abasement. You know, even when you have securities like trust fund, maybe you're a trust fund baby, you're a trust fund child, or you come from a family that has secured four generations and you enjoy that kind of security that you don't have doubt about tomorrow, that's fine. But in this case, what happened was that in life, if you don't pay the price for sustainability, you bleed in the days of in the days of abasement. I'm not saying this as a theory. I have practically experienced it. So, for me to now to now come out of the days of abasement, so for someone listening to me, you too, you have been through that season and you feel like you've lost time. You didn't lose time. Your scars are the marks of a general. That means that you need to apply it into reality. Your lessons are the things, you know, 
if you take classes and you don't apply your lessons in the next class, that means that you're a failure. A failure is not a failure until when you don't take notes of what makes you fail. So, to secure the future, it was simple. They needed to ensure that the days of plenty, they had secured the days of abasement. So, for every believer listening to me now, right now, however good life is going on for you, however bad life is going on for you, I will talk about two sides now. However good life is going on for you, plan for the days of abasement. If you're having it bad right now, you're in days of abasement, plan for the days of abundance, such that if you come back to that season of abasement, the things you've plan for this of abundance can take care of your season of abasement till the next season of abundance comes that's what the bible meant for you to be prosperous in and out of season that's what someone was saying that you enjoy what it is to prosper in and out of season so if you're going to be one with god you have to learn this and it's practical skill you need to apply this to your business to your life to everything about you systems and structures such that there are checks and balances to ensure that even in the nations, you know, there will always be recessions, right? But nations that have developed thick skin, I remember during COVID, I was shocked that the UAE had a lot of resources as in backup resources that they didn't feel the lockdown. And I remember a statement from the uh, VP um, of, uh, of the UAE, I think the one, in, the leader in Dubai, he said something very, very powerful. He said, if the COVID, if the pandemic continued for two years, that they had all the needed to take care of themselves. That is a nation I was prepared against all odds. So you don't wait for things to happen before you get prepared. You are proactive. I know that the worst case scenario is when things happen, I don't take note to prepare for the next reoccurrence. Because life is about, is about patterns, trends and patterns. Beyond trends and patterns, some people follow trends and patterns and they succeed, right? Beyond trends and patterns, it takes the Spirit of God for you to navigate trends and patterns and be consistent through your life. So let's bow an, an eyes close. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the spirit of servant leadership rests upon you. That you realize that you are a steward in every area of your life even in your relationship with god i pray for you today that everything in your life that needs to be reordered for you to have the best of life comes back into shape in the name of jesus christ those things that need to be taken out of your life for you to be in order is taken out right now in the name of jesus christ i pray over you and i declare over you if you are listening to me and you think that you want to know christ hands on your chest and declare this words after me lord jesus i pray you come into my life help me to know you i believe you died on the cross of calvary for my sake come into my life as a friend as my source my helper my deliverer my helper and my guide throughout my life help me to navigate seasons of my life in your perfect will amen so we are Sea Tribe Global Community. We are raising institutional change leaders. So, every one of you in your communities, wherever you are, ensure that you are involved in impact projects. I'm not asking to give if you can't give, that's not an issue. 
impact projects in your communities look out for somebody that would see what you have done for them as an extension of god's presence in their life look at, look at for people that have given up on god and what you have could be an answered prayers for them show up in their lives and what god do wonders in your life you know become god's extension or channel of reach to others so reach out to people in your communities your family and friends you know um, your associates at work and as, as you do so god will provide for you in his infinite wisdom amen so same time next week we're going to be meeting um on friday before sunday though fridays this uh a new it's fridays 8 30 p.m west african time and 8 30 a.m on sundays west african time god bless you